Welcome to Kairos Talks, the Crucial Conversation Podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. Today, we're going to start the crucial conversation of talking about seasonal depression. Now, seasonal depression is super real. It isn't often talked about because it's the Christmas season. However, I would venture to guess that the Christmas season is one of the highest occurrences of seasonal depression. This is the season where we're supposed to be cheery and excited, and a lot of people who suffer through this have a hard time bringing it up because they don't want to be compared to the Grinch. It's this idea that if you're not happy during Christmas time, then something is wrong with your perspective or you just have to fix you. And there's a there's a piece of truth to that. Don't get me wrong. If you are someone who suffers from seasonal depression, like myself, then there is stuff that we're going to have to address. But we have to first acknowledge that we're going through it. So one of my catchphrases during this season for myself is, I'm someone who's terrible at the holidays. And I'm someone who suffers from seasonal depression. It was, uh, I was probably 22, I want to say, 21, when I found out that I suffer from seasonal depression. And it kind of changed a lot of how I interact with people during these holidays. What happened typically uh, for me during these times was that I would uh, kind of just go into my shell, I'd be kind of quiet, I wouldn't hang out with people as much, I'd have a lot more uh, internal monologues just having to do with how hard this time was and how grumpy I was um, all the time, and it was just it was just not a great time for me, and it would shape the way I made decisions, it was just, it was just not great, I was always making oftentimes poor decisions on major holidays, including my birthday, it was just it was just a time of really difficult mental struggle for me. And some of you may be listening to this and be like, oh yeah, that's me too. Then it's possible that you could be suffering from this. Now, I'm not a doctor. This is not a podcast for medical advice. This is just one person who's gone through this, who's worked through it, and is still working through it. Because I, I don't have the fix today. Maybe there's medications or stuff that you can take, and that's something you should talk to a doctor about. But we're going to talk about how we can identify that. We're going to look out for seasonal depression. We're going to give some tips and tricks on how to engage with those who might be suffering from it. And for those of us that are suffering from it, some ideas that have helped others and myself through this season where it's hard. Not just the holidays themselves, but getting up in the morning, going to work, giving our best, providing energy in situations. It's hard. And so we're going to talk about this topic together. I first have to tell you, though, if you are someone who's suffering from seasonal depression, then this is a safe place for you. We're not judging you. We're not calling you the Grinch. This is a place where we get to have this conversation and hopefully bring some hope to the situation. Our idea is that if we can bring hope to the situation, maybe we can see you through this season. So let's look at some ideas from a general perspective. Uh, what, how do you identify seasonal depression? Now, you guys can Google this up. You'll find something very similar to this. The first area we're going to look at is mood. Google says that if you have anxiety, apathy, general discontent, loneliness, loss of interest, mood swings, or sadness, that could be 
a sign of depression, and specifically during these times where the holidays are about and, and these darker seasons when the days are shorter and the nights are longer, um, that, that it could be seasonal. Sleep, if we have a hard time going to sleep, if uh, insomnia or even sleep deprivation, those could be signs. For our whole body, if we see appetite changes or fatigue, behavioral irritability or social isolation, also common, it says, depression, lack of concentration, or weight gain. Now, if you're like me, we don't necessarily need the seasons to go through some of these things, but the big question during these times is when the seasons approach, the holidays, the times where everyone else seems to be super excited, the Thanksgiving where people are giving thanks, do you find that you are battling these things? Do you find that you look across a room of people who are excited to be there and yet at the same time you are struggling because you want to go sit in your room in the dark and stare at a blank wall? That happens and it's not ideal and it's not fun and you're not alone. So understand that you are going through something and if you know someone is going through this, it's important that we don't minimize it. This is a real struggle. And it's impacting lots of people. So acknowledge it and let's not minimize it. These things aren't normal. The reason that we feel isolated during this time or even tend to be more isolated during these times is because we acknowledge that we are acting different. And not just that, we're acting in the opposite manner that a lot of our friends and family are. Everyone else is excited. They're the, the Hoovians down in the village singing around the Christmas tree, and we are up on the mountain looking down over them, glowering at them because we are the Grinch. And we want to distance ourselves from that because we don't want to take away from their fun. And that's, that's just not how it is. And it, it takes me having been there to confidently say this to you. They want to know what's going on with you. They want to encourage you. They want to be there for you. But you have to be willing to want it too. So if you're someone who is not suffering with this, but you see people who you think might be suffering with this, here are a couple things that you can do to kind of just help lift them out of it. See, when you're someone who's suffering from this seasonal depression, it feels like a mountain that's sitting on your chest. It's hard to breathe sometimes. It's, it's, it's just this overwhelming obstacle that, that just tends to rob the life out of you. It's really awful. It, in, when those anxiety bits happen, it gets even worse. But what's deceptive about this huge mountain on our chest is that we think it's a mountain. We think it's it's this ginormous rock that we've somehow got to find the physical strength to move off of our chest and that we have to do it alone. And there's two things that are really wrong here. One, it's not a mountain. It's more like a pile of Jenga. Now, if you don't know what Jenga is, then you must not have had a childhood. I'm just kidding. Uh, Jenga is that game where you stack up the blocks and you got to take turns removing the individual blocks. And actually, our seasonal depression is a lot like that because if you remove the right block, the whole thing will come crumbling down. The second thing is that just like Jenga, we're not alone. We've got friends and families and colleagues that are there for us, that want to be there for you. And like I said a second ago, if you're one of those friends or one of those family members who want to be there for someone who's suffering from this, then here are a couple things you can do. First, we can check in on them. There's so much power in a phone call. Now, if making a phone call makes you nervous because 
it's kind of crazy during this culture, but making phone calls is just not something that most people do. Then shoot a text. Say, hey, how are you doing? What's going on? How can I pray for you? How can I be there for you? Engage in a communal fashion with them. Send them a card. Now, you could have a gift card in there. That'll obviously probably make them feel special, but send them a card. Go to the store and either drop it off in their mailbox or at their front door, whatever, and mail them a physical card. It'll cost you like $1.50, and it is amazing what it can do to, to lighten someone's mood. Um, one example that has a ton of variation that you could put on it is drop Starbucks off with them. Now, I don't like Starbucks, so please don't give me Starbucks unless you're going to bring it for my wife, in which case, by all means, bring me as much Starbucks as you want. But here, bring them something that, that communicates that you were thinking about them. Two more things. One, you can encourage them. What's something that you know about them that they struggle with from a confidence standpoint or maybe just their perception of the world? Encourage them that it's going to get better. Encourage them that they can reach their goals. Encourage them that they are a few feet away from making it through this season. And the last last one is just probably the most important and kind of encompasses all the, the things that we just mentioned right here is make time for them. Nothing communicates I value you more than dedicating time to someone because time is the only thing we never get back. It is the most expensive thing we can give someone. So just to recap, we're going to check in on our friends. We're going to call or text them. We're going to send them a card, give them some kind of small gift like Starbucks. And we're most importantly going to make time, take time to give them out of our precious time so that they know that they are valued during this difficult time. Please understand that if you're someone who's looking into, looking outside of yourself and looking at these people who are struggling, it's not your responsibility to fix those people. It's actually not even your responsibility to make them feel better. The point of all this is so that you understand that doing something small has an opportunity to make them feel lighter. It's an opportunity to help alleviate the pressure from this mountain that's sitting on their chest. It's not your responsibility. It is an opportunity to speak joy and to lift someone's mood. So making time is going to be important here. If you are someone who is going through this, know that you can get out of it. I've said this a couple times, and, and it bears repeating because that's the worst part. You know there's a light at the end of the tunnel. You're just not entirely sure which direction is at the end of the tunnel. So you're spinning around in this circle looking for this light, and yet you don't know where it is. And the reality is that you can get out of it. The light is getting brighter, and it's just a couple steps away. So if you're someone like me who's going through this, and maybe you don't even know it yet, then it might be time to, to, to acknowledge that there's a possibility that it is happening. And I do recommend go go to your primary care physician. Go get some look at talk to someone who um, has a master's in psychology, a doctor in that field. Understand if this is affecting you because it if it can have dramatic impacts on your everyday life. So here's here's a couple things. The first thing we're going to do if this is you or you think it might be you is we have to accept that this is happening. Seasonal depression was impacting me without me knowing it for years. Once I identified it, I could be intentional about fighting it. 
If I continued to walk around in ignorance and let my pride get in the way of the fact that I was struggling with depression, then I would continue to be ruled by this depression and not be able to counter it. The old expression of, you know, if we don't know what's broke, we can't fix it, applies greatly in this situation. You know that there's water dripping from somewhere, but until you figure out where it's dripping from, you can't fix it. So the first is accept that it's happening to you so that you can fight it intentionally. The second thing is we're going to find a support group. Now, this doesn't have to be like a big group where you go to, hi, my name is Chad and I'm a seasonal depression sufferer. That's probably not the correct way to say that and I apologize, but but find your group. For me, this is my wife, for one, my best friend, Jeff, and my boss, actually. My boss knows about this as he, you know, he's a friend of mine. And we were able to connect. And every year around this time, he checks in on me. Hey, I know this is a hard time of the year for you. How are you doing? And that's all he has to do. And for me, it helps lift me up because it reminds me that someone is thinking about me, that someone acknowledges that I need a friend during this time. So the second thing we're going to do is find a support group. It can be one or two people, but we need to find that small group at least. The third thing we can do is think about the things that get you excited. Like I mentioned earlier, Jenga. We only need to find the right combination of blocks to pull out for the whole thing to be crumbling down. If we can get excited about something, then that whole tower of blocks, that, that rock that's sitting on our chest, might just fall away. And it's a little bit unnerving, but it might be back the next day. And that's why we have to keep doing this. We have to keep thinking about the things that get us excited. Because those things will allow us to keep knocking down that, that block tower that keeps coming back. The fourth thing is we're going to find something positive every day. This is work. It is hard work. I don't care what you say, especially if you're going through seasonal depression and for everyone else on other hard days. It is hard to find something positive. But during this time when you're struggling with this, it is the most important thing you can do. Find something positive. If you can't find something positive, then ask your support group to remind you of the positive things that you have going on in your life. It's because you're handsome or pretty, it's you're hardworking, you're ambitious, you, you found a dollar on the ground today, you didn't get fired today. Whatever you've got to do, find something positive about your day and remind yourself of that positive thing. If you're a Christian, remember that we have Jesus to fall on to because Every day he washes us clean of those sins. Number five, and the last thing I'm going to just talk about, and this is not an exhaustive list. There's plenty more things that you can do. And I encourage you, if you're someone who struggles with this, please add to this list in our Kairos Talks Facebook group, for the love of God. Please help your brothers and sisters who are struggling with this. Because I didn't even know this was a thing until I was like, hey, I wonder if you can get depressed based on seasons. And then I Googled it, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what I have. Like, it's crazy. So let's get on this. So number five, despite your ambition to be lonely and tired, make an effort to socialize and interact. It's kind of crazy. When we deprive ourselves of sleep, we have this social isolation. Those two things in particular 
create this vicious cycle where we're tired, so we don't want to go out, so we don't go out, so we feel lonely, so then we feel tired, but we're tired and lonely, so we don't sleep, and so we're tired, so we don't go out, so then we're tired and lonely, so, and this just cycle repeats itself, and the reality is that you have to just get over that. And I'm not saying that it's not going to be hard. What I'm saying is you have to make an intentional decision to go out and socialize, to make effort to go out there. And despite being tired, despite wanting to be alone, go out there and make an effort to be with your friends, be be with your support group, be with your family, because there's nothing like being with people you love and care about to bring you out of this funk. You are greater than this, and you can overcome it. You can be a part of the joy that you see everyone else experiencing. I didn't always think I could. It wasn't until my wife actually, she wasn't my wife at the time, but uh, it wasn't until my wife introduced me to Broadway, which is super, super funny. I I love Broadway. I I didn't know that. Um, And in that year, that was the Jenga block. It was like in early December, mid-December, and it was just like, it wasn't even like a Jenga block. It was kind of like someone just kicked the entire tower over, and it literally took, it was the first year I didn't feel seasonal depression for, for this season that we're in right now, this Christmas season. So it comes in different waves and forms and shapes, but you have to find the way for your Jenga tower to fall down. It doesn't always work that like that anymore for me. It's unfortunately the newsies <laughs> doesn't knock out the seasonal depression for me every time anymore. It's not always Broadway either. It's the things I'm talking to you about. Those five steps: accepting that I'm going through it, finding my support group, thinking about the things that get me excited, find something positive in my everyday life, and five, making it a direct effort to socialize and interact with other people. Those five things are the ways that I overcome my seasonal depression on a regular basis. And for me, half the battle is acknowledging that I'm going through it. The rest is deciding how I'm going to attack it. So we hope this is your crucial conversation. We hope that if you are someone who might be struggling with this thing, that you go and you talk to your medical providers and you find that support group. You're not alone during this time. We wish you a Merry Christmas. Thank you for joining us on Kairos Talks. We hope that this crucial conversation was impactful for you. We hope you join us next time. Don't forget to subscribe and join in on the conversation in the Kairos Talks Facebook group. Thank you and have a great day.